You are listening to a message from Redemption Community Church, a life-giving church in Westchester County, New York. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or follow our messages online at redemptioncommunitychurch.org. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Last week, we started a new series called Freedom, and we began with this idea it's one thing to be free. It's another thing to actually live like you're free. Come on, how many of you know that's true? And it's one thing to be free. It's another thing to actually live free. I think for, for us as modern day people, you know, who are free to do whatever we want, go wherever we want, we, 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 we think we're free, but we don't always feel free. We don't always live like we're free. If we're honest, there are things that weigh us down. There are things that hold us back. There are some things in our lives that at times make us feel like, like prisoners. Um, maybe for some of you, it's, it's uncontrollable anger that just kind of bubbles up out of nowhere and sabotages your relationships. Maybe for some of you, it's some compulsive behavior that's become a self-coping mechanism and it's self-destructive. Let's just call it what it is. It's an addiction. For, for some of you, maybe it's a crippling sense of fear that holds you back from moving forward. I mean, every one of us, there's one thing that we all have in common today. We all need to experience freedom in some area of our lives. And so that's what we're talking about in this series. So today, we want to talk to you about identifying and processing pain. So last year, uh, sometime last year, I saw this Google advertisement that said one of the top questions that was Googled in 2021 was, how do I heal? How do I heal? Wow. What a powerful question, right? I know that question resonates with so many of you in this room. How do I, how do I heal? Maybe this past year, you lost someone. Uh, maybe you're in a season of life where there's a broken relationship or broken marriage, or maybe you've gone through divorce. Maybe there's, you're, you've been struggling with anxiety or, or depression or just some disappointment, some hurt you've been carrying around. There's this sense of how, how do I heal? And I believe if people are asking that question, then the church of Jesus Christ better have an answer. Can I get an amen, somebody? Because we believe there's healing in Jesus Christ. We believe there's healing in Jesus Christ. Let me say that up front. We believe it's possible for you to experience healing through the power, through the love, through the grace of Jesus Christ. But let me also say this. It's impossible to experience healing if you haven't properly identified the source of pain. If you haven't put your, your finger on that thing that's actually causing the pain in your life. And so we want to help you in today's message to do just that. That's what the point of this message is about today. And that is to help you identify the areas where you are experiencing pain. Because the reality is that many people are experiencing emotional pain, but they're only treating the symptoms. They're only treating the symptoms. How many of you know there's a difference between treating the symptoms and actually treating the root cause of the problem? How many of you know there's a difference between those two? Like, it's one thing to, you know, take a few Advil and go to bed early and get some rest. Sometimes we need to do that. It's an, there, but there are some times when you need to go to a doctor and figure out what is the underlying cause of the problem, of, of the pain. That's what we're talking about, okay? Many people are experiencing emotional pain. They're carrying around pain in, in their hearts, but they're simply medicating the symptoms, and oftentimes, they're medicating the symptoms in unhealthy ways, which only make things worse. Maybe they're overeating, or it's drinking too much, or looking at pornography, or, or doing some kind of mechanism that's not healthy, and it's only making the situation worse. But those symptoms that you're medicating, that a person finds themselves medicating, it points to something else, to something deeper. So for example, we know that 
Physical pain, when we experience physical pain, we know what happens, right? Our brain is sending us the signal that something is wrong. Something is going wrong with, with our bodies, right? Well, guess what? Emotional pain works very much the same way. When you're feeling pain in your heart, when you're feeling emotional pain, it's a signal that something in your life needs to be addressed. So we need to get to the source of the pain. In order to experience healing, we got to get to the source of the pain. And in order to do that, we have to be willing to dig down a few layers and do the heart work. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Here's the big idea. Acknowledging hurt leads to a healed heart. Acknowledging hurt leads to a healed heart. If you want your heart to be healed, then you have to first identify the pain. You've got to acknowledge it. You've got to name it. You've got to quit stuffing it. You've got to call it what it is. And that's what can lead to healing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's start with talking about our heart. Right? So the heart in the biblical sense is the center of a person's being. This is your will, your desires, your emotions. And because it's the center of our being, so many times we don't pay attention to the condition of our heart. Let's read Proverbs 4.23. It says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And so the accumulation of hurt both from the past and the present can leave our hearts in need of a clean out. And so let's talk about our physical heart for a moment. So if your heart and your circulatory system gets backed up, gets kind of clogged up over time, eventually you're going to have a heart attack. And so what happens, right? In order to get that cleaned out, we have to go into surgery, get a stent put in the artery, or maybe get the plaque kind of taken out of the, the vein so that we can make sure that we're okay. And so in the same way, God desires to give you a new heart. He wants to give you a clean and a pure heart, and he wants your heart to be wide open and unclogged. So we're going to put this picture up here and illustrate this a little bit more about the heart diagram. So we have two hearts here. We have a hurting heart and a pure heart. And so if you look at this hurting heart, it's got all these blocks and things that have kind of piled up over the years, right? And then you have this pure heart that is wide open, clean, and unclogged. And so as we go through life, these blocks can kind of build up on our hearts, and they're from sin and hurts. And these hurts um, can be things that we've caused ourselves, They could be things caused by other people, or they could be even hurts from our childhood. And the building up of these hurts can leave us in a place of needing a clean out. And so the goal is for our hearts to be clean and pure so that everything that comes out of it flows from God and not from our hearts. So let's listen to what God said to his people through the prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel 36, 25 through 26 says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Isn't that a beautiful promise? I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And so if we're honest with ourselves, some of us has allowed our hearts to become hardened, right? And so we want to do exactly what the scripture says, because God wants to give us a new, clean heart. He wants to heal the hurts of the past so that our hearts are not hard anymore, and he wants to put a new heart inside of us. Amen. So how do we experience this? Here's the question we want to tackle in today's message. How do we clear out our hearts? How do we experience like with this, the scripture that Amy just read? And so we're going to give you some ideas today. You can put these in your notes. Here's the first idea. How do we clear out our hearts? Number one, you need to find out what your heart 
is saying. Find out what your heart is saying. Look at this scripture. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. He said, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. How many of you know that what's going on in your heart will eventually come out of your mouth? (laughs) What's going on in your heart, the condition of your heart will ultimately be reflected in the words that come out of your mouth. Your heart will speak. How many of you, your heart will speak. Have you ever had a time where something popped out of your mouth and you're like, where did that come from? I can't believe I said that. Come on, all the husbands in the room, you've had this happen before. Honey, do I look fat in this dress? Well, kind of. Like, oh my gosh. Like, right? So when I take the words and put them right back in your mouth. <laughs> Sleeping on the couch tonight, brother. <laughs> so <laughs> how do you find out what your heart is saying? That's the question, right? How do you find out what your heart is saying? Well, we do this in prayer. We do this in prayer. See, if we don't spend time with God regularly, what happens is, is that we can end up starting to blame other people for our problems to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. How many of you know we are perfectly capable of doing that, right? We end up projecting on other people. We're agitated with other people. We tend to think of them as the problem when the reality is it's the condition of your heart. And you got to deal with what's going on on the inside of you. And so this is why we have to go to God in prayer on a regular basis and just get vulnerable and open about the conditions of our heart and ask the question like, like, what is my heart saying right now? What is the condition of my heart right now? I'm telling you, this is one of the keys to freedom. This is one of the keys to you walking and experiencing freedom. But here's the problem. Sadly, we're often too busy with life to even slow down and stop and do that, aren't we? Too too often, we're just going through life and we're so busy with all the things that we have to do to even find enough quiet time to still ourselves, to get quiet before God in prayer and deal with the condition of our hearts and what we're feeling. And so let me ask you right now, while we have this moment together, as we're worshiping together, as we're together in God's presence this morning, let me ask you this. What's the condition of your heart right now? What's the condition of your heart right now? Have an honest moment with yourself before God. Is it empty? Is it bitter? Is it angry? Is it sad? Is it disappointed? Maybe it's happy or joyful or hopeful. Like, what's the condition of your heart? You see, your heart is speaking, but do you even know what it's saying? Do you even know what it's saying? Like, what is, what is your heart saying to the people around you? What do you find yourself saying to your friends, to your coworkers, if you're married to your spouse, if you're a parent, to, to your kids? Like, come on, how many of you know the condition of your heart? It's reflected in the words of your mouth. Pay attention to the, 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 the way you find yourself relating through your words to the people around you. What do you find yourself saying to yourself? Because how many of you know we all talk to ourselves? It's okay to admit it. We all do it. How, how, what, how, how's the health of your inner dialogue right now? What do you find yourself saying to yourself? What do you find yourself saying to God? Sometimes the condition of our hearts is revealed in the way we're praying and the things we're expressing to God. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you say, Pastor Jeremy, I don't even really know. Maybe you're unaware. Here's the amazing thing. The good news is the Holy Spirit can reveal that to you. And if you'll go to to God in prayer, if you'll still your soul, if you'll get quiet and say, God, what is my heart saying? The Holy Spirit can reveal that to you. And so we're going to give you some homework this week to take some time to take some time and just get alone, get quiet, maybe put some worship music on, get your phone out so you can take some notes, or maybe you want to get a journal, some pen, some paper, and be honest with yourself. Write down, what is my heart saying? It's one of the keys to freedom. Mm-hmm. So good. So how do we clear out our hearts? Number two, develop self-awareness. Develop self-awareness. So self-awareness is simply the ability to slow down and to become aware of what's happening on the inside of our hearts, right? It's the ability to ask the question, what emotion am I feeling right now? 
we often go about our lives completely unaware of all the pain, the hurt, and the wounds that are affecting us and affecting our relationship with Christ. But when we become aware, it allows us to see all that God has for us, and it allows us to identify if we have something going on in our hearts that's stealing our confidence in Christ. So learning how to slow down allows us to learn how to love ourselves as our Heavenly Father has loved us. And through this, we can begin to recognize the areas of our lives that are not lining up with God's best for us. So there were a couple times in the last few years um, that I was physically ill and so ill that I ended up in the hospital. And so I think in those moments, um, God was trying to get my attention to let me know that my heart wasn't okay. Um, I had taken so many of my hurts that had come into my life, and I had just stuffed them and stuffed them and stuffed them until I hit my breaking point. And I think my body was crying out and telling me that you need to do a little bit deeper work and get through some of these issues. And so it was a really difficult time for me. Um, I had to process a lot. I had to do some forgiving. I had to let go. But I just want to encourage you today that it's so worth doing the heart work because when you're on the other side and you can experience all the freedom that God has for you, it's so good. And so we all have a tendency to deal with hurt and pain in a different way, right? And we're for honest, some of these ways can be really unhealthy. Some of us can turn inward. And when we turn inward, this can be anxiety or depression or maybe even having isolation and just excluding ourselves from those around us. Some of us can turn outward. And this is really harmful too because we're placing blame. We can become critical um, and we can start even attacking others. Some of us get stuck in a cycle of just medicating, and this can be alcoholism, substance abuse, workaholism, perfectionism, and even people-pleasing. And then some of us are just straight stuck in denying, and this can be through the lack of boundaries, possessiveness, control, a false sense of identity, and even having a victim mentality. But God wants to set us free from these things. Amen. Amen. And the only way that we can do that is through self-awareness because that is the key. And that's the moment when we can finally say that we're not okay. Yeah. Come on, can we just give you permission to, to come to an honest place with yourself and say, I'm not okay for some of you in this, in this place? Like you, if you need someone to tell you that it's okay to acknowledge that you're not okay, it's just, okay to, it's just not okay to stay there, right? Or to try to work it out by yourself in isolation. And so this is the moment of self-awareness that can bring healing into our lives. When we recognize that, we can get on the path to healing. Okay, so we're talking about how do we clear out our hearts because sometimes our hearts get just blocked up, clogged up with the pain of life, with the sins of our, of our lives. And so here's point number three. Number three is acknowledge the hurt. Acknowledge the hurt. This kind of takes us back to the main idea of the message today, right? And so here, let me give you this idea. Hurt often stems from unmet expectations, Let me give you this definition when we think about how to experience freedom. In the context of freedom, hurt is the gap between what I expected and what happened. Come on, somebody needs to get your phone out and take a picture of that. Hurt is the gap between what I expected and what happened, what I thought I was going to get out of life, what I expected for myself, what I expected out of that person, and what reality actually gave me. How many of you know there's often a gap between those two things? It's unmet expectation, okay? So let me give you this illustration. I don't know if you guys heard about this story. I saw this a while back on social media. Uh, It's the story of a guy who proposed to his girlfriend at Disneyland in Paris, 
and it went terribly, it went terribly wrong. Because what happened is he got down on, his, on one knee and he, and he got the ring out and he popped the question and she said yes and everything was going perfect until this Disneyland employee got right in the middle of, the, of them and literally took the ring and the box out of his hand and tried to move them to a different location. Did you see this story? When I watched the video, I just wish I could have just tackled that guy, just clothesline him, get in touch with the anger in my heart this morning in front of you guys. He just totally ruined their moment. I mean, talk about unmet expectation, right? I mean, this guy had planned out this big moment and he pictured it going down just perfectly. And then this Disneyland employee just ruined the whole thing. I mean, Disneyland is the place where you go to have your dreams fulfilled, not ruined, right? Talk about unmet expectation. Let me tell you this. Furthermore, typically the size of an offense or a hurt is determined by the size of the gap between what you expected and what you got. Come on, the bigger the expectation and the bigger the gap between what you had hoped for and what you got usually corresponds to the level of hurt that you experience in life. So for example, okay, talk about unmet expectations. If you go to a fast food restaurant, McDonald's or Burger King, and they mess up your order, are you really that surprised, anybody? No, right? Because you didn't exactly have high expectations for McDonald's, right? But if you go to a really nice, expensive steakhouse, that's a different situation. How many of you know what I'm talking about? A few years ago, Amy and I were at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, one of my favorite steakhouses, and we were there to celebrate our anniversary. And if you've ever been to Ruth's Chris, you know, they bring the steak out. It's like sizzling and hot butter on the plate. And like you hear it like sizzling and your mouth starts watering, right? So we had this moment where the waiter's bringing out my steak and it's sizzling. And then he dropped it and went right on the ground, just like... Moment ruined. Like, talk about anticlimactic, right? <laughs> and they comped my steak, and they brought me another one free. But by the time they brought the steak, like, Amy had already finished eating hers because she didn't wait for me. So <laughs> I, I can't blame her. I'm not, not throwing you under the bus. Too. Yeah. <laughs> she has no regrets. <laughs> um, but, I mean, talk about a, an unmet expectation, right? I had some high expectations for the experience when, when, I, when I go to Ruth's Chris. And so here's the idea. The size of the hurt is often determined by the gap between our expectations and reality. What you had hoped for, what you thought you were going to get, and what life gave you. See, it's one thing to overlook someone being rude to you in traffic that you don't even know. It's another thing to forgive someone who hurts you deeply, someone who you love, someone who you care about, a friend who wasn't there for you in your time of need, a spouse who said critical words that hurt you, a family member who hurt you in some way, maybe abused you or disappointed you in some way. Why is that? Because, because you had expectations for that person. You had expectations for how they were going to treat you, the kind of friend they were going to be, the kind of family member they were going to be, the kind of spouse they were going to be, to love you, to support you, to encourage you, to be loyal. You had expectations, and they didn't live up to it, and, and it hurt. And so here's the idea. Acknowledging the hurt is part of God's healing process. Come on, somebody needs to hear that today. You cannot get healed until you name that thing, until you go there, until you deal with it. You can't keep stuffing it. You can't keep denying it. You've got to acknowledge it. Acknowledge, acknowledging the hurt is part of God's healing process. See, sometimes in order to identify the hurt, we have to dig down a few layers into our heart. Because often we're carrying wounds in our heart. And when somebody touches that space without realizing it, we react. And sometimes we react to that person. And we don't recognize it's because there's a painful, bruised part of our hearts. And so this pain, it usually manifests towards someone else. It ends up really affecting our relationships. It can affect your mental health. It can affect your emotional health. I mean, Amy shared an example of how it even affected her physical health. This is real, people. 
often we're carrying around unidentified pain uh, and, and pain from maybe years ago, sometimes you know, buried deep down in our hearts beneath the, the surface level. We feel it at the surface level, but we haven't really dealt with, with the root of it. So we have an illustration for you guys. Um, I have a Matryoshka doll here. Thank you, Tessa. This is a Matryoshka doll that Amy got um, in Ukraine years ago when we were in Bible college on a missions trip. And this is a really good kind of word picture because um, this is also a nesting doll. It's got layers to it. So what often happens is our pain is kind of like the outer, the outer layer of this doll. You know, maybe we're feeling an emotion like anger. Anger tends to be kind of a surface level emotion that most of us are in touch with. Like you pretty much know when you're angry. Trust me, everybody else knows when you're angry. <laughs> and so you're kind of feeling it out here, right? But you haven't really dealt with what's going on underneath that. Like what's causing the anger, right? And when you begin to process that and ask that question and pray about it, you often discover that there's another layer to your pain, that there's something else going on. And maybe what you discover is you're angry because you're disappointed. You discover that the next layer was, was disappointment, right? But then you begin to process, like, why am I disappointed? Why am I carrying the hurt of this disappointment? And you begin to maybe recognize that you're disappointed because of how people see you, and you get another layer down. Do you see it? You're disappointed with how people see you. And what is it about how people see you? You know, they don't see me for who I am, or maybe my boss didn't see my potential, or that person who I was interested in didn't see me the same way. And what you begin to realize is there's something going on even deeper. There's another layer even deeper, and it's an unmet emotional need for approval. You don't feel like you have the approval of others. It's another layer down. Do you, do you see it? And guess what? When you pray about this, and you begin to probe this, and you begin to ask why, you might even find that underneath all of it, was another even deeper layer that you've never felt like you've had your parents' approval since you were a little bitty child. Do you see it? Sometimes we're carrying around pain deep down in our hearts, several layers down, buried by years of life experience. And often, this is the root. We're feeling it out here on the outside, but it's much deeper. And so one of the keys to identifying pain is learning to, to dig deeper and to do what I would call pulling the strings of the surface level emotions to find out what's on the other end of that. So for example, if you're angry, it's, it's asking the question, why, until you get to the source. Okay? You, need to, you need to get this in your notes today because this is a really practical tool that will help you get in touch with what's going on the inside of you. Keep asking why until you run out of whys and you get to the root of it. And can I just speak to the men for just a moment here? Because I know traditionally, men, we haven't always felt that we have permission to express our emotions. Come on, guys, let's be honest. It's not exactly something we're always comfortable doing, right? Expressing your emotions, that feels like something that girls get to do, right? Like, come on, we're guys. If you get hurt, rub some dirt on it, you know, you're going to be just fine. But expressing pain isn't something that culture always gives us permission to do. In fact, the sad thing is, I feel like the only emotion that men really have permission to express in our culture is anger, you know? Like, being angry is kind of a tough guy thing. It's, it's, it's okay to be angry. But here's the reality, guys. A lot of times there's something deeper going on. Something deeper going on. And we can easily say, I'm, 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 not, you know, I'm not hurt. They didn't hurt me. I, I'm just angry. But if we go deeper, we'll discover that at the root of that, there's something else going on. And sometimes we need to just lay down our pride and acknowledge that we're hurt. Come on, we need to go to another brother in Christ and just say, hey, dude, I need you to pray for me because what that person did to me, it hurt. Come on, if you're a lady in here, to go to another sister in Christ and be able to acknowledge the pain. And so doing this, it paves the way for us 
to experience freedom because at least now you've gotten to the root cause of the pain that you're experiencing because you can't experience healing if you keep treating the outer, the outer symptoms and the outer layers. You've got to get down to the root of it, and then you can be- begin to experience healing. Amen. And so here's the thing. Jesus never promised us a life without pain and hurting. Man, I wish he did, but he didn't. So you can expect pain to come. You can expect hurt to come. But here's the thing. You don't have to live in that. That doesn't have to be the place that you stay. Proverbs 147.3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Second Corinthians 1.3-4 says, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those who trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Because God isn't absent when we're experiencing pain. He's right there with us. It's the opposite of what we think. Even if we can't feel it or we can't see it, he is close to our pain. Because here's the thing, he died on the cross just for that. He overcame. He did the sacrifice already so that we can be healed and we can be free. But here's where the true healing comes from. It comes when we acknowledge the pain and we bring it to God. See, we read in the Gospels how Jesus healed so many people, but there's one key thing about every healing that happened in the Bible. He was only able to heal those who acknowledge the pain first and then bring it to him. Amen. That's so powerful. So powerful. So how do we clear out our hearts? That's what we're talking about today. We want to get our hearts unclogged. We want to get our hearts cleaned out and pure. Number four is repent. Repent of your own sin. Repent of your own sin. See, as you begin to examine your heart, you might find that it's clogged up from sin. That it's clogged up from sin. Not just from what other people have done to you or unmet expectations, but from your own sinful desires and choices. I mean, some of the worst wounds that we're carrying around are self-inflicted. How many of you know that's true? They're, they're self-inflicted. I mean, we're often hurt because of what other people did to us or, or those unmet expectations but um, if we're honest, we can't even live up to our own expectations for ourselves, right? Like here I am again, falling back into that same temptation, right? Losing my patience again, doing this, doing that, falling back into the same old sinful pattern. I don't know about you, but I've had times in my life where I've felt this before. Just can't even live up to my own expectations for, for myself. And so to repent is to acknowledge our sin, to own up to it, to name it, to call it what it is, to quit blaming everybody else. Just get honest before God and ask him to forgive us. But here's the good news. First John chapter one, verse nine says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and will cleanse us, purify us from all unrighteousness. Like that's who he is. There's forgiveness in Jesus Christ. There's forgiveness in Jesus Christ. One of my favorite prayers In all of scripture, a prayer that I pray so often, it comes from King David in Psalm 51, verse 10, when he prayed this, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Come on, that's a great prayer that we can pray. Create in me a clean heart, O God, because I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life where literally I have felt spiritually clogged. Like my heart has felt clogged up from my own sinfulness and I got into the presence of God and I just got open and real. I quit blaming everybody else and I got open with my own sin and I invited God into that space and he brought healing and forgiveness and he set me free. Come on, God can remove the blockage of sin in our hearts through forgiveness and repentance. He can do that for every one of us in this place. Amen. All right, so this brings us to point number five, which is have faith that God can heal. 
Have faith faith. that God can heal. So let me share the scripture with you from the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament. This is Isaiah 61.1. It says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and to release darkness for the prisoners. Okay, so now we're going to fast forward to the New Testament, and in Luke chapter 4, Jesus reads this exact scriptures in his hometown and announces to everyone that this prophecy is actually about him, that he is the one who has come to proclaim the good news, that our sins can be forgiven, that our broken hearts can be healed, and that we can be set free from the darkness of pain. And all throughout the Gospels, this is exactly what Jesus did. He healed people. And Jesus' heart was always moved by the faith of the people that he encountered. So in Matthew, there's a famous story um, about a woman that Jesus healed, and she was the woman with the issue of blood, right? She was struggling with hemorrhaging. And so she was in pain and had been bleeding for 12 years. Come on, women, 12 years. Could you imagine? And she was desperate. And so she came behind Jesus, and she touched him. And she said, if I could just touch his cloak, if I could just reach for Jesus, I will be healed. And that's exactly what happened. She touched him and she was healed because of her faith. So let me ask you today, do you believe that there's freedom for you? Do you believe that God has more for you? I'll be honest, a few years ago, I didn't know if I believed this myself. I really doubted. I went through a little time of a crisis of faith. Um, And even being up here on stage and being a pastor, it was definitely new for me. Um, As I mentioned, I had a lot of physical sickness. um, And it took me a long time to realize that my heart was hurting. And so I was seeking perfection. I was seeking affirmation from others to feel good about myself. Any criticism that I received made me feel like I wasn't good enough. And my heart was clogged up from years and years of hurt. And so here's the good news. The good news is that when I brought those hurts to Jesus, he healed me. He took the hardened areas of my heart and he made them soft again. He took my heart and he made it clean. And now every day I choose to go to my heavenly father to keep my heart clean instead of building those blocks back up in my heart. And so church, I'm here to tell you today, if he did it for me, he can do it for you. Amen, amen, amen. Come on. Come on, have an honest moment with yourself with that question. Do you believe there's healing for you? Do you believe God has freedom for you? Come on, we believe it. There's healing in the house. There's healing in the house of God. And so that takes us back to our main idea for today. Acknowledging hurt leads to a healed heart. Isn't that what we want? We want a healed heart. We want a pure heart. We want a heart that's clean, not a heart that, that's clogged up. Come on, you got to get to the point of acknowledging the hurt. you got to quit stuffing. you got to quit denying. you got to quit blaming. Come on, you got to go there. Let's ask God to give us the courage to go to that place. It's not easy. Sometimes it's not easy to go back and revisit some painful episode that happened years ago in, in your life, some unmet expectation you've been carrying for, for years. Sometimes it gets messier. Sometimes it gets harder before you get healthier. But it's so worth doing the work. Because it's worth it to have a clean heart, unclogged heart, an open heart that can receive all that God has for you. Let me just tell you something. If we, if we ignore it, if we ignore the hurt, it's only going to get worse. This is what's on the line. It's only going to get worse. We'll just end up medicating the symptoms of our pain. We'll just end up being motivated by it, going through life, being driven by it, not even recognizing that this is the very thing that is driving us, driving our decisions, driving the way we relate to people, driving the way we relate to ourselves. We'll end up getting bitter, not better. And here's the worst thing. 
we don't deal with it, we'll end up hurting somebody else. Because we've all heard the statement before, hurt people, hurt people. We all know it's true, but guess what? It's true for you and me. And so we're praying for you today. We're believing today for God to give you courage to open your heart, to invite him into that space and that place to bring healing to your life. In fact, in just a moment, we're going to pray. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray the prayer of Psalm 51 together. And I believe God's going to do a healing work in some of your hearts today in this moment of faith. But first, let me leave you with a few practical steps that you can put in your notes. You can do these this week, okay? First of all, take some time to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal, what is my heart saying? What is my heart saying? Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the condition of your heart. Would you put that in your notes today? Maybe take a picture of that. This week, spend some time in worship. Spend some time in prayer. Get quiet. Come on. It's worth a few moments. Netflix will be there when you need to get to it. It's worth a few moments to get quiet and get still and say, God, reveal to me the condition of my heart. He'll begin to speak to you. In fact, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that. If you're in life group, a life group, we're going to do that this week in life group. Here's the second thing. I want to give you this tool again. Pull on the string of your surface emotions by asking why. Come on, we want to get past this outer, this outer layer. We want to get to the heart of what's going on. So pull on the string of your surface emotions and ask why until you find out what's, what's deeper, what's going on inside of you deeper, okay? Keep, keep asking yourself why until you get to the root cause. Start with whatever emotion you're feeling. If it's anger, if it's sadness, and just keep asking, why do I feel that? And here's the third thing. If you're in a life group, ask God to give you the courage to share what you discover. Ask God to give you the courage to, to, to share what you discover. If you're new to our church, we have groups of people who are meeting online and in person all around Westchester who are doing life together. I want to say it's not too late to jump into a life group. Some of our life groups have room. So just go to our homepage, scroll down, find the freedom resources. We'll get you connected to a life group because we believe that healing comes in community. Come on, healing comes in community. You can be forgiven when you go to God. You experience healing when you confess to others. That's what the scripture says. We need need people in our lives. We need brothers and sisters. We need family. There's something powerful that happens when you open your heart and you say, hey, let me tell you what's going on on the inside of me. Let me tell you what I discovered about myself. Sometimes just verbalizing it to someone else brings freedom. It breaks the power of sin. It breaks the grip of that hurt off of your life. And guess what you'll often find? A mother, brother, or sister will say, I know exactly, I know exactly how you feel. I know exactly how you feel because I've been there too. And they might even be able to encourage you and say, and I can, just, I can just testify, even like Pastor Amy testified, God healed me. And if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. That's the power of church family. Amen? And so can we just take a moment right now, just bow your heads all over this place today. In just a moment, the worship team's coming back. But in this moment, in God's presence, in this moment where the faith level is up in the room, where the expectation is up for God to move in our hearts, would you just bow your head? And just take a moment right now to meditate on, on who or what might be the source of your pain. And I believe right now, even as some of you are doing that, the Holy Spirit is already beginning to reveal the wounded condition of your heart and maybe even the source of those wounds. Maybe it's somebody who hurt you that you need to forgive maybe years ago. Maybe it's abuse that you experienced Maybe it's hurtful words that were spoken over you, something someone did to you. Maybe it's some unmet expectation in your life of where you thought your life would be by now. There's a gap between what you thought 
you were going to get out of life in which you got, maybe where you are in your career or your relationships or your finances, maybe the expectations you had for yourself. For some of you, it's some sinful thought pattern or some self-destructive habit that you found yourself going back to again that, you, that's, uh, that you've allowed to grow in, in the dark. And if you're honest with yourself, your heart is kind of spiritually clogged up. Come on, there's power in naming that thing, calling it what it is, going to our good God and receiving his grace and his forgiveness today. And so can we just start by praying this prayer together? It's going to be on the screen. Psalm 51, verse 10. Let's pray this together in faith. Come on, pray it with me. Create in me a clean heart, O God and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Come on, one more time. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Father, that's our prayer today, that you would create in us a clean heart, O God. Lord, today we're opening our hearts to you. We're getting real with you today, God. We're not hiding anything. We're not stuffing anything. We're not blaming anybody else. But God, our hearts are open before you, God. And we thank you that today you are speaking to us, you are revealing to us the broken condition of our hearts, the places where we've been wounded, the places where we've been hurt, the person we need to forgive, the person that we need to let, the thing that we need to let go of today. We invite you into that space, into that unmet expectation, into that space, into that place. We invite your healing touch. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the one who came to bind up the brokenhearted. Bind up the brokenhearted. You're doing that right now in this place. You're, you're binding up the brokenhearted. Lord, today we come to you mindful of our sinfulness, of where our hearts have been spiritually clogged up. And we thank you that even as we confess today, as we confess our sins, you're faithful and you're just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we speak healing and forgiveness and grace and mercy and freedom over every person, every heart, every life, every family, every marriage in this place. In Jesus' name, if you receive it, would you say amen, amen, amen. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you'd like to connect with us or learn more about our church, please visit us online at redemptioncommunitychurch.org. We hope you can listen or join us next week.